Barry Howard Minkin. Pulling the curtain away from Biden's puppet master Obama Barry Minkin. It is so very sad to continue to watch as my 60 dire predictions published, pages 7 to 11, in Brainwashed. America's cultural revolution accurately becomes America's reality. If you can continue to believe myths perpetuated by the multi-billion dollar victimization and divisity extortionists you will help ignorant, racist, barbarians continue to destroy the greatest democracy the world has ever known. It is time to fight the corrupt inept anti-American, anti-Semitic cabal intent on destroying America. We seem to be in the early battles in a new revolutionary uncivil war. We must once again realize America will no longer be the home of free if it is no longer the home of the brave. Sadly, the sides are being drawn and we will soon have to choose between such dichotomies as, socialism or capitalism, black or white, left or right, cops or criminals, merit or slash skin color for admissions, contracts and employment, America is good or evil, salute or burn flag, history truth or fiction, centralized big government or local control, free speech or censorship, facts or emotion, legal or illegal immigration, propaganda or fact-based journalism, patriots or insurrectionists, rioters or demonstrators, equal justice or political prosecution. There is a sinister plot happening to divide us, grab the controls and turn America sharply left over a cliff. This nightmare scenario is the lifelong dream of former President Barack Obama. Obama and his Gestapo are getting another chance since from behind the curtain they are currently pulling the strings of our puppet president. Obama surprised many voters during an interview when he approvingly noted that Ronald Reagan had changed the trajectory of America in a way that other presidents had not. In effect, Obama was saying that he, too, aimed to transform America in some fundamental way. Indeed with his prior failed inept, corrupt, racist administration being objectively compared against the historic accomplishment of the Trump years, Obama is more frantically motivated than ever to transform our great country into a fractured Picasso-like painting. Tragically, he is successfully using his empty suit dummy Biden to change America into his perverted vision. What is Obama's vision for our country? Obama suffers from delusions of grandeur and like so many on the left will never admit that he previously ran the most inept, divisive, corrupt administration since Jimmy the Peanut Brain Carter. Indeed, Barack never held a job in the real world instead becoming a community organizer aka a paid agitator. His mentors were some of the most vile radical left-wing and black anti-American, anti-Semitic racists. In his book Radical-in-Chief, Barack Obama and the Untold Story of American Socialism, veteran journalist Stanley Kurtz exposes President Obama's biggest secret, the socialist convictions and tactical ruthlessness he has long swept under the rug. A personable figure, a thoughtful politician, and an inspiring orator, Obama has hidden his core political beliefs from the American people, sometimes by directly misrepresenting his past and sometimes by omitting or parceling out damaging information to disguise its real importance. He presents himself as a post-ideological pragmatist, yet his policies grow directly from the nexus of socialist associates and theories that has shaped him throughout his adult life. The gap between inner conviction and public relations in Obama's case is vastly wider than for most American politicians. If Americans understood they would realize the fears of his harshest critics are factually justified. Kurtz makes an in-depth exploration of the president's connections to radical groups such as ACORN, UNO of Chicago, the Midwest Academy, and the Socialist Scholars Conferences. He explains what modern stealth socialism is, how it has changed, and how it continues to influence the Democratic Party. He sheds light on what the New York Times called a lost chapter of the president's life, his years at Columbia, and proves that Obama's youthful infatuation with socialism was not just a phase. Those ideas shaped his political views and set the groundwork for the long-term strategy of his and the Biden administration. 
With his racist cronies such as Rice, Jarrett, Holder, Sharpton, Wright and Farrakhan he is still very committed to the failed grand socialist strategy of his mentors, seeking to combine comprehensive government regulation of private businesses with a steadily enlarging public sector. Eventually, in his hands and with the help of fake news, academic racists and social media oligarchs, America could resemble a third-world socialist-inspired welfare state. A loose accusation of his being a socialist has trailed Obama for years, but without real evidence that he saw himself as part of this radical tradition. But the evidence exists, if not in plain sight then in the archives, for example, the archived files of the Democratic Socialists of America, DSA, which include Obama's name on a conference registration list. That, along with some misleading admissions in the president's memoir makes it clear that Obama attended the 1983 and 1984 Socialist Scholars Conferences, and quite possibly the 1985 conclave as well. At a 1983 Cooper Union conference, billed as a tribute to Marx, Obama discovered his vocation for community organizing. The evidence suggests that the Socialist Scholars Conferences, he encountered the entrancing double idea that America could be transformed by a kind of undercover socialism, and that African Americans would be the key figures in advancing community organizing. The 1983 conference took place in the shadow of Harold Washington's first race for mayor of Chicago. Washington was not only Obama's political idol, he was the darling of America's socialists in the mid-1980s. Washington assembled a rainbow coalition of blacks, Hispanics, and left-leaning whites to overturn the power of Chicago's centrist democratic machine. America's socialists saw the Harold Washington campaign as a model for their ultimate goal of pushing the Democrats to the left by polarizing the country along class lines. This socialist realignment strategy envisioned driving business interests out of a newly radicalized Democratic Party. The loss was to be more than made up for through a newly energized coalition of poor and minority voters, led by minority politicians on the model of Harold Washington. The new coalitions would draw on the open or quiet direction of socialist community organizer emerges. Groups like Soros-funded Corrupt Acorn and Project Vote swelled the Democrats with poor and minority voters, illegal aliens in, with the ongoing hope the country divided by class, socialism emerges as the natural ideology of the have-nots. By the mid-1980s, James Cohn, Jeremiah Wright's theological black liberation mentor, had struck up a close cooperative relationship with the socialists. Cohn spoke at the conferences Obama attended. Shortly after the 1984 conference, Cohn joined Reverend Wright in Cuba, where they expressed support for the Cuban social system as a model for the United States. Wright touted his Cuba trips to his congregation for years. Obama would have quickly discovered Wright's ties to the liberation theologians he'd first learned of at the Socialist Scholars Conferences. The connection helps explain Obama's choice of the anti-American racist right as his pastor. Officials from the Midwest Academy Network a boot camp for far-left radicals, trained Obama, supplied him with funds, and got him appointed head of Illinois Project Vote. Years later, Obama sent foundation money to the Midwest Academy. Barack and Michelle Obama ran a project called Public Allies that was effectively an extension of the Midwest Academy. Alice Palmer, the Illinois state senator who chose Obama as her successor, was once a high official in the Midwest Academy network. Several Midwest Academy leaders advised Obama's 2008 presidential campaign. Academy founder Heather Booth was a key figure in coordinating grassroots support for the president's budget, healthcare, and financial reform plans. The leaders of the Midwest Academy were eager to avoid public exposure of their socialism. Yet they trusted Obama enough to put him on the board of their satellite organization, Chicago Public Allies, and to succeed one of their own as state senator. Evidence confirms that Obama has hidden the truth about his relationships to Jeremiah Wright and Bill Ayers a founder of the Weather Underground. Among infamous feats, Ayers and his cohorts bombed the Pentagon.
Obama's first run for Illinois Senate was launched at a gathering at Ayers' home. Documents housed at the U of Illinois, Daily Library make it clear Ayers and Obama were partners and then Chicago Annenberg Challenge, CAC, an education foundation and that led the CAC from 1995 to 1999. The group poured more than 100 million into the hands of community organizers and radical education activists pushing such rubbish as critical race theory, systemic racism and revisionist history. Obama's deep involvement with many other radical groups such as UNO of Chicago is not covered by the fake news neither is his support for in your face tactics of the black KKK aka BLM. The naive brainwashed public has made BLM Marxist millionaires for burning and looting our cities. Americans are confronted with a fateful choice. Either we will continue to be subject to Obama's radical and only very partially revealed plans for our future, or we will place a strong check on his control over the puppet Biden. He has already done more damage to America than China's military's virus. Knowing the truth about Obama's past, his overinflated ego, ineptitude, we must now urgently stand united against his maniacal, radical, dangerous, racist visions for America. Happy July 4th God bless America.